You're listening to the Welcome Home Lake Norman podcast, where we bring in local celebrities and discuss hot topics in the Lake Norman area and get to know a little bit more about these people that we've come to love. All right, so uh, I forget. We're not going to say the episode number because we forget every yeah, single time. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. So. Welcome to the Welcome Home Lake Norman podcast. Today we have Tom Bramhall, who is a celebrity in Charlotte real estate and <laughs> Lake Norman real estate and in CrossFit 77 in the morning classes. Um, Tom does quite a bit and he came in, I met Tom through CrossFit. We, uh, I showed up one morning with a camera and he said, wow, that looks like a cool camera. What do you do? I said, I'm the marketing director over at a law firm, but you know, I like CrossFit and I'll take some photos for these guys. And he said, well, look at there. I do a title company and real estate and we should probably get together. So after that, Tom and I became the best of friends and <laughs> we've texted each other on a cell phone. And we've just had a great time introducing Well, let me tell you, first of all, I know him from uh, before you met him. No. This guy's a famous, he's actually a famous pilot. I knew him from a good friend of mine who now flies for Delta. Oh, yeah. My boy Dylan, our friend Dylan. Tom's like, I could just sit here and and listen to you guys tell how awesome I am. Yeah, no, no. (laughs) So this is like, he's like one of the best pilots out there. He, what were y'all flying in NASCAR back then and different? Uh, yeah, we, um, I started flying for NASCAR in like 2002 or so. Um, but yeah, I started working with Dylan Cannon flying a Lear 31, uh, for mm-hmm. one of the drivers and yeah, we had a, we had a blast. It was awesome. So who did you, who did you fly, uh, for? Which... Well, uh, well, I was a contractor. I flew for, um, I flew for, um, you know, uh, Kyle and Kurt and, um, Kevin and a bunch of the drivers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know them when you can just throw out the first names. You know, yeah. you know my boy Kurt. Yeah, my, we're, my we're good chilling. friend. You know, we, yeah. 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 Now it was fun. Uh, those days were a good time. You know, I, my dad was a pilot for Delta Airlines. My grandfather was a director of operations for American Airlines. So flying was just kind of always the dream. And when I was in high school, I was like, I don't know what I want to do. And then when I got out of high school, my dad was like, we are, you want, What do you think about flying? He goes, I'll. I'll pay for your private, and after that, you know, you can, if you like it, you can keep digging. So um, I, I liked it, so I, I just kept on with it, and then um, I ended up uh, um, getting my flight instructor rating and got all my uh, flight instructor ratings and then um, taught people how to fly for a couple years, and then uh, I was kind of starting to get marketable for the airlines, deciding whether I wanted to go to the airlines or I wanted to go to corporate. NASCAR was really a big thing here in the Charlotte market, and then I started to, I had a couple friends that worked in the NASCAR world, and then um, I started uh, working for a company called Carolina Air Charter at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, we started flying King Airs in the right seat, and then um, I might, uh, whenever I would have like like short layover or whatever in, at Concord Airport, I would go over to the Harley-Davidson dealership and talk to um, one of the guys over there that owned the shop, and then he uh, he liked me, and he told me one day, he's like, hey, man, he goes, you're in here all the time. You're always looking at these Harleys. He's like, why don't you come work for me? I bought a jet. I was like, what kind of jet did you get? <laughs> he's like, I got a Lear 31A. I'm like, that's pretty sick. Okay. I was yeah, like, all right, let's talk. So uh, they, they lined up a uh, job interview with the, the, the captain at the time. He was a retired Air Force uh, L-1011 captain. And uh, 
he's a pretty cool guy. And um, I was all nervous for my, my, I remember I was real nervous for my first interview. And I'd like, was remembering all like the, you know, the far aim and remembering all this technical stuff about, mm-hmm. you know, about airplanes and flying. And I went and I sat down at the interview with this guy and he asked me, he's like, hey man, he goes, do you drink? <laughs> and I said, I'm not knowing how to answer this question being a pilot, right? Like that's frowned upon. Not when I'm flying, man. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, you drink? I was like, yeah, I do, but not while I'm flying. (laughs) He goes, you like girls? I said, yeah. He goes, I think we could work together. (laughs) And that was my interview flying. That was, that was, that was my intro into, uh, NASCAR racing as a pilot. There you go. Yeah. I remember Dylan telling me one time they landed and, um, and one of the fans ran up for an autograph, and he said, no, no, I'm just a pilot. And they said, I know, and they had a picture of him. And he goes, oh, that's creepy, man. You're getting, uh, so do you get... look up to Tom like he's yeah. your, your you ever get it? Anybody mentor? ever ask you for your autograph? Because that was Dylan's no. claim to fame, man. <laughs> Somebody asked him for his autograph. You just look up but to Dylan Tom. Dylan was famous. Yeah. In his own way, he was famous. You know, if nobody knows, Ben is a pilot and really enjoys flying. So he looks at Tom like it's his, you know, just he's starstruck. He's got a guy. Oh, yeah, man. He flies a Lear. I'm, you know, I'm in a little old seaplane. We're lucky. Uh, I've got one engine, man, that (laughs) you have to wind it up to go, baby. Everybody asks me all the time, what kind of airplane would you have if you could have one? I was like, I'd have a float plane for sure. Take the doors off. You've been up in our seaplane, haven't you? I don't think I have. I've seen Dylan it. Dylan didn't take you up for that? I don't think. He's offered it a couple times, and I, yeah. for whatever reason, we never really connected on it. But, yeah, man, float plane, that's the dream. We'll get you up. Yeah. Fly over Lake Norman. It's a lot of fun. He'll take do you, over do you hop to other lakes? We do occasionally. But, yeah. I mean, you know, Lake Norman is so big. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, we, Just, we get up and we say, oh, we're going south and north because that that's plenty of lake yeah. to fly on. Yeah. Uh, it's, well, I mean, just in case you guys are wondering, I'm a pilot, too. I flew a drone yesterday. <laughs> official pilot. Hey, there's nothing easy about that. Look, yeah. I got 200 feet up. Did you now? It's about as high as your seaplane. Yeah. <laughs> we were working yesterday, and here comes this drone up to the window looking in at our office. We're like, what the hell? That's Ryan with his new drone. Yeah, it's Ben's old drone. That well, it's your of. new one now, baby. <laughs> you fix I remember it when those it. drones first came out. Like we were uh, shooting an approach. It, it was a visual approach coming in. I don't know, it was Charlotte or Concord or something like that. And something whizzed by, like my peripheral vision. I was like, "What the? What the heck was that?" And the other pilot's like, "I think that was one of those drones." It was like when they were just, you know, yeah. first like coming out. So then they, they started making rules about. Yeah, now they got rules. You yeah, gotta, can't yeah, be. You got to be trained on that. By the way, hey, I had if to you're go gonna through. You're going to use it for hire. You got to be trained. I had to do it on the uh, on the iPhone. It makes you do a quiz. Yeah, and to go. answer those four questions, I already forgot them. Well, yeah. so how does a how does a flyboy like you, a pilot, all of a sudden get into the big time into the real estate business in the Charlotte Lake Norman area? What 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 made you decide to do that? That's a good question. Kind of got by accident. Um, so as being a contractor, I mean, I flew for probably, I don't know, eight to 10 years as a contract pilot for NASCAR. And then I ended up, uh, working for, uh, uh, Harris Teeter and, um, and that group, uh, it was uh, teal aviation at the time. And, um, they were, they were part of, um, Charlotte pipe and foundry or whatever. So anyway, when, um, Kroger merged with Ruddick corporation, they split the flight department. So half of the pilots went over to, um, Charlotte pipe and the other half went over to, uh, Harris Teeter I was a young guy. I'd been doing a contract work for him for a couple of years in a Citation XLS, and 
um, they're like, hey, man, like, we love you. You've done a great job for us, but, you know, we got to, you know, we're going to have to kind of let you go because these, you know, these flight mm-hmm. departments are, are split now. And um, not that they really had to let me go because I was a contractor, but for me in my brain, like, I was 30, I think, at the time, and I'd been f- 31 or something. And I'd been flying for, uh, you know, I, I just, as a career, I hadn't really achieved what I wanted to achieve. And I'd always been entrepreneurial. And um, I'd always had a side business. Um, in fact, I'd cleaned airplanes all the way through flying. Uh, mm-hmm. I had a company that I cleaned all the private airplanes and stuff. And I actually did better with that than I did flying. Mm-hmm. So oh. I knew that I could run my own company. I knew I could, you know, get out there and sell myself and do all those things. So in 2012, I was like, all right, well, I got to make a decision. Am I going to go into business or am I going to maintain and just you know, be a pilot? And I just decided I was going to do my own thing. So I started calling around some friends that were successful or I thought were successful, you know, like, Hey man, what are you doing? Is there anything that you can get me involved in? And, um, uh, I had a friend of mine, he says, Hey man, I'm publishing a magazine for these neighborhood communities in Charlotte. He goes, uh, why don't you come over and check it out? And so I did. And then, uh, he was, I was asking him, I was like, well, what, you know, like, what do you do? Like, how do you do this? Like, you know, how much money can you make? Like all those kinds of things. And, um, anyway, he, it sounded pretty good, so I hit the floor, I hit the ground running, and uh, I went to um, uh, training with a company called N2 Publishing. They're in Wilmington, North Carolina. They do na- neighborhood magazines. I went to training there, and and then as soon as I got off the plane after I did training, I literally went out and I just I think I booked like 17 appointments that first day, which at the time they were like like that wasn't that was like a lot, but I just was doing what I always did, which was work, and. Uh, <laughs> How and did you do that? Well, yeah. I worked. I worked. Oh my gosh! I grind, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Uh, so anyway, I launched uh, uh, the Life in Providence Country Club, and then about mm. six months later, I did the Life in Quail Hollow, and then a year after that, I bought the Life in Ballantine Country Club and revamped it, and then I sold all three of them in 2016, and I started Real Producers in the summer of. Uh, well, I launched it in January of 17. And uh, Real Producers, tell us about that uh, for for all those people who haven't heard about that magazine yeah Yeah, um real producers uh is a trade and social magazine for the top 500 real estate producers for the camera (laughs) we actually do record our podcast for anybody that wants to watch but most people don't they listen it's it's on audio so you can hold it up to the mic and they can hear hear how it looks you can hear you can hear the paper (laughs) see it's actually a magazine No, but Charlotte Real Producers is a, a, uh, it's a trade and social magazine for the top 500 real estate producers. So um, my friend Remington actually started it up. Uh, Your friend's what? Huh? Your Remington? Remington. I've never heard a a man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I guess he's a hunter. Yeah, <laughs> I guess maybe. Yeah, I wouldn't want to mess with Remington. Yeah, he should have been in the military. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Remington. He's a, he's a solid dude. Uh, he, um, he, uh, he he was actually selling Cutco knives uh, to real estate agents, and then uh, my friend um, Jim was doing magazines uh, in Indy, like I was here in Charlotte, and Remington's like, man, he goes, you know, I I sell a lot of knives, but if I could if I could reach more top producing agents. You know, I'd sell a lot more knives. And Jim's like, well, you should do a real estate magazine. And, like, as if it was easy or, like, Remington knew how to do that. And um, so, anyway, the the two of them kind of put their heads together. And um, uh, Jim uh, introduced them to the folks at N2. And um, they kind of 
worked out kind of a test program or whatnot. And then um, Remington did proof of concept for about a year. And then um, I was kind of in this stage of N2 where they were testing some new products and that kind of thing. And uh, this really interests me. Um, it was only in Indy and like two other markets. And I was like, man, I'll, I'll do it in Charlotte. And um, even at that point, it really wasn't as figured out as it is now. Um, but yeah, I, I started it in August of 16. I would sit down with, um, you know, uh, I'd sit down with realtors and just say, hey, you know, who, who does really good work in your business? You know, who are your lenders, your closing attorneys, your home inspectors, your landscapers, those kinds of people. And then I would jot them down on a piece of paper and then I would call them up and I'd say, hey, John Smith, the realtor said that you're awesome closing attorney. Like, I'd like to meet you and kind of walk you through our concept. And at the time, I didn't really have anything to show. I had like a, one of my family magazines, you know, it had like a family on the cover and I was like, well, you see how this family's on the cover? Just imagine it's a realtor. <laughs> you know, and I'm painting yeah. this picture for people, you know, it's cause like selling an air sandwich and that was uh, August of 16. And then anyway, I did a bunch of appointments through the last six months. And then I launched it in January of 17 and, um, really didn't know what the, I didn't, I wasn't involved in real estate. I didn't know anything about real estate. I, I had some realtors that I knew as, um, you know, that I'd worked with that advertised with me in the past. But, um, yeah. So when it came out, like people were, were like really excited about it. And then, um, and then that April I launched, um, um, my first event. So I did my launch event and uh, I just remember like setting up this event. I was at Bubble in Uptown Charlotte, and I was at five o'clock on a Thursday. And I was, you know, at VI like VIP parking and everything. And I, I didn't know who would even show up or if anybody would show up. And um, anyway, like my assistant, she was working the front, and she's like, it was like five thirty, and there was over a hundred people in the room already. And I was like, holy cow! I was like, this is awesome. And uh, I hate public speaking. And uh, I had to, like, you know, mm -hmm. acknowledge everybody that was there that night that, like, my last covers and all that kind of thing. And uh, I remember just staring out, and there was, like, 100, over 160 people in the room. But it was such a cool feeling because I worked my ass off, mm -hmm. basically, to, uh, to get there and, like, to see all these people, like, that had responded. Because I don't – you don't get to see, like, when the magazine goes out – like, I don't have people, like, calling me all the time, you know, like, hey, I read your mag. You know, yeah. I, you don't really get the a lot of that. feedback is not. Right, yeah. but, like, on the social media stuff that we do and, like, the events and stuff, that's when you really see, like, the real power of, like, what, what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And um, that's where I kind of really got a gauge of, like, people are paying attention. This is pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a good a good good experience good, yeah still going well i mean that's yeah. a great story tom's still trying to get me to buy into his magazine but i'm <laughs> such a digital person Look, dude all you got to do is be a <laughs> top producer i'm sure that's very easy well I, my whole thing is exactly <laughs> what he said is it i can't track how many people open it and i guess the best way to track it is how many people show up to the events because if they show up to the events that means it's all working and it must be a pretty dang good magazine for me to even consider it since i'm such a digital person so you're doing a decent job, Tom. <laughs> yeah, you got us in there, huh? Look at that. <laughs> right. That's great. That's right. So that's yeah. you're a local boy, done good, man. You grew up right here in the Mooresville area, huh? Yeah, yeah. My uh, my dad and my mom and my brothers, we uh, moved down here in 1997 from Minnesota. My dad was an airline pilot for uh, Northwest. And we used to visit my aunt down here uh, in Matthews. So we'd come down over spring break, and it was like 70 and sunny here, and it was like 20 and <laughs> snow up where we were at. 
So I was like, I don't know, like 13 or 14, and I come down here, and it's like, you know, 70. That's how we get all those people from that area, oh, yeah. baby. We get them down and, here, and it's, it's nice and warm. Oh, yeah, 70 and sunny, and, like, my aunt's neighborhood had a pool, like, and all the, you know, had all these mm-hmm. nice-looking girls hanging out at the pool and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, I get used to this, Dad. I was like, we need to move down here. <laughs> and uh, he, uh, he, he moved us. So anyway, like, about you two years watch those later. southern women now. Oh, I know. They're I tough. Know. They are tough. I know. Getting ready to marry one. <laughs> Good for you. That's great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, so the family said, you know, let's move down here. We'll be closer to family. The weather's better. Um, we like the lake. So we started looking around Lake Norman. And then my parents uh, actually, uh, um, the harbor, which was down um, Brawley School Road, um, they ended up settling in there. Mm-hmm. And and my brothers and I uh, kind of just rocked out grew there, up man. On the yeah. then, I mean, right? We grew up on the lake, had a ski boat. and did all this time instantaneous friends when you live on the lake mm-hmm. and uh so that was uh that was a, a lot of fun yeah it's a great place to grow up in it yeah got to see the point from the point i just got my driver's license and when the point started getting developed mm-hmm. like they were cutting all the cart paths like through the uh trees and uh, i had a jeep wrangler at the time so i would we would go like mudding on the cart pass and like I, I, dude i think they're still looking for you <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mistaken. chasing deer <laughs> ben has a couple of complaints he's still trying to solve uh, yeah, from man, you. We, yeah, yeah we've been looking for you yeah. you the one yeah well how long have you been here oh man i've been here since the 70s my family moved here from louisiana but that's right. not even so, half of his life, so. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Let's not talk about my age every one of these things. Do we have to? Well, we're still, we'll talk about food here shortly. and you Yeah, know. we're going to get on food because yeah. we always do. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen the restaurants change here <laughs> since you've grown up? It's amazing, isn't it? It is, now that we actually have restaurants. Mm-hmm. When exactly. I moved here, there was, I don't even, uh, what do we have, Waffle House? Ben will tell you, Lotus. I know he's going to say Lotus. Lotus. We had Lotus. Yeah. yeah. Waffle House. Yeah, and we just, they just, Lots of them. I mean, the only Too restaurants many. I've seen is what's around here right now. And I'm like, man, restaurants around here are great. They don't change. It's the same stuff. Yeah, but Charlotte, that whole area. And it's amazing. Huh? Oh, Charlotte's just like, yeah, it's completely yeah. changed. I, mean, I I see them building all those apartments down there on South Boulevard. Mm-hmm. These huge apartments that are like butt up right next to South Boulevard. And the traffic already is insane down there. And nobody's even living in these apartments yet because they're not even... I was just wondering where are all the people going to go. Yeah, they seem to fill them up. Minnesota, baby. They're coming from Minnesota. Everybody's coming from Minnesota. Yeah. Tired of the snow. It's cold in Minnesota. I tell them, look, leave that snowblower at home, but bring that shovel, man. We need that shovel occasionally. Once or twice a year, the snow shovel comes in handy. That's right. I don't miss it. I don't miss it at all. I'm not from Minnesota. I'm from Maine, but same. Just as bad. Minnesota has two seasons. We have winter and the 4th of July. Those are the only two seasons mm-hmm. that Minnesota has. <laughs> Either that or mosquito season. Mm. So we always like to ask people, what uh, you've seen it change uh, since you've been here. What do you foresee in this area? Uh, you kind of got your hand on the pulse a little bit about in the real estate business and what's going on. What do you see the Mooresville looking like in five or ten years? Oh, that's a good question. The uh, Tom Crystal Ball. Yeah. Well, hopefully 77 has 16 lanes wide. In five, yeah, in five years, that's my five-year plan for Highway 77. Or I'm actually feeling pretty positive about this interstate. I really think it's going to make a huge difference. Oh, I do. You like doing businesses. You could start an air tram from Lake Norman to Charlotte, and you just fly people in. If you could do that every day and fill up ten seats, there's your next business. 
Not a bad I'm telling y'all, I'm telling y'all, this extra lane is going to make a huge difference. Look, we live down on Brawley with two lanes. He doesn't need lanes. He's got the air. It's open. Yeah, no, he's handed a in his ticket. He's not his <laughs> file slices. He, he's in the advertiser business. Yeah, that's right. But I, because we lived down on Brawley during that time before it was widened, you know, yeah. and it, that that extra two lanes, it was amazing. Was. It was life changing. Oh, the next day when that thing opened up, yeah. we got all our time back. And I really think we're going to see that. So. Well, it's going to be three lanes on either side, right? Like one fast lane and then the, the two lanes. same old, same old, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, none of us can figure it out just yet. Yeah. All, you know, everybody's kind of guessing what it's going to be. The like, only exactly, thing I know is that the rate changes based on how much traffic is sitting. Mm-hmm. So they'll jack the price up if people are just chilling. And I'm willing to pay $20 to not sit. My thought is, yeah. is it only can get better. It can't get any worse unless they just – poured a concrete wall right down the middle of it. <laughs> that's right. It can only get yeah. better. Yeah. So but I've that's going to solve a lot of our problems. Mm-hmm. And then Moore's was doing some really drastic changes in the future to help traffic flow. And so well, that's going to help us. I saw one. They, I saw the uh, computer model for uh, Highway 150. Mm-hmm. They're doing oh. some sort of like European style oh, road. Right. I saw mm-hmm. the. You drive know. on the left? Yeah, some weird like. You oh, turn you really or, drive on the left? That's not I good. don't know how it works. No, that's but only I, I saw the model. Certain of part it. of Europe. Okay, that's not all of Europe. Yeah, I wish I, ha- I was more intelligent on how it was actually worked, <laughs> but I, I saw the model and it was very different than anything I've seen around here. So, yeah. Um, a lot of those things are going to make a difference here. That's uh, really the only complaint most people have is the traffic problem here. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to get better. Restaurants are going to continue to get better. Yeah. Well, I hope. And, uh, uh, I hope so, because I think it would, you know, if, if, if we have a better flow, you know, going into the city, I mean, we have a lot of people that commute from here that live, you know, at Lake Norman, and they commute to Charlotte, mm-hmm. you know, so, if, you know, people were, you know, relocation, people were coming in, into town, and they're trying to consider, you know, a place to live around, you know, around the city, like Lake Norman, I mean, we have this awesome lake that's like 30 miles north of a major city that has, mm-hmm. you know, an international airport, like sports teams, like it's a new city, it's a safe city, it's the second largest in banking like we got a lot to offer and and lake norman being just north of the city i think we have a ton to offer and i think if we can just in, in, improve the flow of that road i think it'll bring real estate prices up i, I would think um we've had a lot of people on here that believe that mm-hmm. yeah we do yeah. yeah so who if we were to check out a weekend who is who is tom bramhall <laughs> who is this guy well, he's getting ready to get married. Dude. He's, so he's his life's over. Who man. was over. who was Tom Bramhall? <laughs> what did you do before you met your current <laughs> fiance? Yeah, yeah. No, I just like I like the outdoors, hunting, fishing, and diving, and um, all those kinds of things. But you know what? I've actually my life, and, and I'm not just saying this, but I've I've done more traveling and more diving and more adventure stuff since I've been with my fiance since uh, you know than I did before that so it's actually been You're a smart man bigger blessing my wife angela loves to fly she yeah. loves to scuba dive we do all that i remember and so i remember um sounds like you're doing well yeah yeah no it's it's it's, it's she's 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 a lot of fun i remember the first present i ever got her i was i had been dating her i started dating her in november so it was like december i was like wow man it's like you know you got to get a gift right and we've only been dating like you know like whoa, four or whoa, five man. weeks. So I'm like, oh, is this like too soon? Like what? Do, like what do I get her? And my family, we go snowmobiling in northern Wisconsin, Eagle River, Ooh, every sounds... every every February. Oh man! So I knew Christina was cool, and I was like, all right, I got to get her to. You know, I want her to go with me. So 
I bought her a, a, a helmet. <laughs> so, so I, I, that's better than the vacuum cleaner yeah, or something I thought like so. that. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. So I bought her like this snowcross, like moto, like snowmobile helmet because you know she needed one obviously for the trip. And she got it out of the box and she goes, "This is awesome!" And like she took it home and like she's a she's a mortgage lender and she actually had it like in her office, like on her desk. Mm-hmm. And then I think one day like one of her coworkers actually came in and she was like wearing it as like a joke and she's like typing away in the computer or whatever. <laughs> and uh, never can be too safe at work. Yeah. Yeah, so then when we went snowmobiling, I, I took her up, you know, my family, and she was all, you know, geared out with all the, the gear on and, you know, cold and snowy, southern girl, you know, in, like, 10-degree weather. And uh, she fought, she was right on my tail the whole way in that snowmobile. And uh, I thought, I'd be, like, waiting for her, and, like, I'd be like, oh, it's okay, you know, like, doing the whole, like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. No one in my mind, I'm like, God, why can't you go faster, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but she was. She was right on my tail the whole way. It was awesome. That's fantastic, man. Yeah. I wish I had an adventurous wife. No? Oh, uh, oh hey. Oh, hey, Tiff. Hey. When did you come in here? We we have. I was actually going to tell that story, so moderately similar story we went to mexico and we're like hey i wanted i personally i want to go adventuring and we went with two other couples and everyone was in and you know tiff is um she's going fine she's loving it she's like yeah this is great and all of a sudden i'm in the very back now all of a sudden i look up and tiff is going the opposite way on the on the trail and she's off of her thing i'm like what are you doing she's like I just flipped off this ATV. I'm like, how? I don't know. And so we're in Mexico, and she's got this gash, like her toenails falling off in the uh, middle of nowhere. I'm like, we can't go to a hospital. They're going to take your kidney. Like, <laughs> I didn't know anything about it. Well, I was just yeah, like, eBay. Here we go. The first time we ride four wheelers. We apologize to all those folks that are from Mexico. <laughs> I was just like, uh oh, this isn't good. Like. Yeah, I I was expecting her to just be puttering along, and here she is flipping an ATV in Mexico and falling off. So that's that's a, that's, a, that's a good story. Yeah. All right, for all those flyers out there, how many hours you got flying? Uh, yeah, just under three thousand. Okay. So somewhere in that area. That's a, that's a lot of experience. And uh, of all these top producers that you uh, that you have in your magazine, do you have a lot of those from our area up here near the lake? Yeah, quite a few actually. Um, you know, there's a, I don't know the percentage or how many, but um, you know, it's a, I don't know, probably twenty percent, thirty percent, something like that, are from the lake. Yeah, yeah there's quite Ooh, a bit. We got some good realtors up here. Don't so doubt. they ask who's the best lawyer? What do? What do I don't even. Know. <laughs> he knows too many lawyers, so we're not gonna. Uh, we're not gonna like the answer. We're not gonna like that answer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I wasn't saying Ben. I'm, you know it's really cool like what i love about like what we do is um it's i love a good story um so which by the way i appreciate you guys having me on on today because i like you know collaborating and you know Mm -hmm. hearing stories but uh the magazine yeah the distribution goes to the top 500 real estate agents but really if you read the stories and you see what we post in social media and all that it's really more about the person it's the individual it's who you are kind of off the field as a you know a husband a wife Mm -hmm. you know father mother whatever it is um and then it's and then it's also like oh by the way i do real estate and this is kind of you know how right. i got started and where mm-hmm. i'm at and what i love about it and 
mm-hmm. what I don't like about it, you know? So it's all, all the good, the bad, and the ugly about it. Um, and, um, yeah, it's just cool to, like, tell people's uh, stories. So if you really dive into the content of the magazine, it's really just about the people in the industry. And there really hasn't been anything in our city that has really ever um, – uh, you know, all the accolades are usually given like within the individual agencies, right? And nothing has really, you know, wrapped their arms around the city until Charlotte Real Producers. Um, and then we're just saying, hey, we're we're all in real estate. We're all, you know, um, you know, we're all, you know, out there, you know, grinding away, trying to make a living. And um, you know, uh, you know, I might, you know, if I'm, you know, Susie Q, a realtor, and and you're John Smith, realtor. We might be across the, you know, the table, you know, doing a deal at, at some point. You know, I think we should we should know each other, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's a lot of great vendor partners out there. You know, and all, like 95% of my my advertising partners that work with me came as direct referrals from you know top producers. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of them are doing business already with top producers. So it's nice that we can, you know, when someone comes to our event or they see something on social media, it's like, oh, I know so-and-so. And it's just reinforced, right? But then that person probably knows somebody else that operates at a high level because birds of a feather flock together, right? And then there's some introductions and things that are made. So I've seen, like, this really cool, like, synergy um, happen, you know, these realtor-to-realtor relationships. But then I've seen these really cool, like, vendor-to-realtor relationships blossom. Um, so it's just kind of neat to be Is a there part anything of that. that you've seen in common with all these top producers? If I'm a if I'm a young realtor out there trying to get started, is there anything that you've noticed? I mean, I noticed that it's a lot about education. They they know their business and they they continue to learn. Yeah. And they and they work hard. There's no yeah. question about it that they work hard. Anything like that that comes to mind? You know, I I think from what I've seen, I just think it's the, it's the it's the individual that's willing to get up every day and put their shoes on and go to work and grind it out and do whatever it takes to get through the day and you know make us do their best to make a seamless transaction. You know whether that's you know when it's working with their buyers and sellers, making sure that they're happy in whatever capacity mm-hmm. they can make them, and then you know developing good vendor partnerships to make sure that that transaction you know goes as smooth as possible. I just think pure grit, like grind, work mm-hmm. ethic. Uh, has been because um, I know realtors that um, you know r- you know r- super smart like they're super analytical um, but maybe they're a little bit more introverted than they are extroverted and then I've seen the exact opposite where it's like how how did you pass you know a real estate test you know uh, but they, so there's, it's the same with lawyers but no, like, no yeah. I barely passed the yeah. real estate I'm a broker I barely passed that. right it so, was hard yeah but they have like a fantastic personality and they're great at bringing people together and they're you know they they just mm-hmm. they work hard and stuff so I've seen like uh, you know I've even uh, you know realtors have shared with me how many times it's taken them to to pass a real estate test, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, for, for me, as a, a, in, in, like, school is not my thing. So I can speak very you know, candidly and openly. Like, it'd probably take me several times to pass the damn <laughs> test, you know? So, um, you know, so it, it's, it's, it's um, I think just grit and work ethic and grind and getting up and doing, um, you know, doing what it takes to get the job done, I think, yeah. is You really, know, we had uh, Bill Gallagher on, on uh, recently, and he said um, – that the biggest complaint is lack of communication. And so, you know, I bet you you would see in these top producers that they are very good communicators and, and, and work very hard to communicate with all their clients. 
Mm. Yeah. 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 You have to, I think, yeah, you have to be in total communication. You know, I'm setting up photo shoots and mm-hmm. uh, video, you know, production and, you know, getting on their calendar and figuring out where we're going to go do the shoot. And, you know, we've got videographer that needs to be there, a photographer that needs to be there. I make it a point. I've, I've shown up to 98% of my, my photo shoots. I like to be there on location, building that relationship mm-hmm. and hanging out and just seeing it all come together. Uh, that's really important to me. Um, and I've just, you know, I've watched it, um, you know, it's just, yeah, communication has been our biggest, not our, bi- it's, it's been one of the hurdles cause you got really busy people mm-hmm. trying to, yeah, and, I think every business, especially in our business, everybody suffers from, you know, that and you got to really work hard yep. to make sure people are informed. You know what I think would look good on the front cover of that magazine is a bald headed lawyer. <laughs> Look, Don't y'all think that would look good? You're the one with a checkbook. I, I just give you the numbers and say this is what well, I think is going to work. Even if we had the money, we couldn't buy our way on that magazine, baby. You got to be <laughs> a real some, producer, a top to be producer. Selling some houses. Got to be a realtor. Like, look, Attorneys are allowed on the cover. Look, <laughs> Moore's was proud of you, man. You've done well, and uh, this magazine is really exciting. And oh, thank uh, you. we appreciate you. Yeah. Yeah, coming in. Yeah. Thank no. Thanks for having me on. If uh, anybody it. needs to contact you, or they don't need to, but if they would like to contact you, how how, how do you want them to do that? Best way to stay in touch with us is just uh, you can go to Charlotte Real Producers, spelled out on Facebook, or Charlotte Real Producers on Instagram, all spelled out. Um, or you can contact me, Tom, at charlotterealproducers.com. So can you give email. us a tip? Who's the next front cover? Oh, that's a secret, man. Ooh. Okay, we'll have to, we'll have to wait to see that. Stay on the lookout, people. Be, stay on the lookout. You're revealing all my secrets. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Well, yeah, Tom, man, we appreciate it. We yeah. will see you guys next time on the Welcome Home Lake Norman podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the Welcome Home Lake Norman podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a review and comment below and let us know what you thought of it. Also, make sure to share this with your friends, family, or anyone else that you think could benefit from listening to our podcast. Thanks again, and we'll see you guys next time.